creating space for fear and making a pathway for faith. This is the invitation from Bishop Julius Trimble of the Indiana area, who's looking to encourage you today on episode number 28 of the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. We ought to create space for our fear and for recognizing that everybody's not comfortable with where we are. This, this, we, we need to be honest that some days we may feel overwhelmed. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to accomplishing the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And now, here's Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to the United Methodist People uh, Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. I'm a local church pastor in Indianapolis with a heart for strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. In the last uh, several episodes of the United Methodist People Podcast, we've been privileged to have Bishop Julius Trimble with us to speak an encouraging word to us, especially in this time of the COVID-19 pandemic crisis to help us get through it by looking at what the Bible says, speaking some words of faith, and to deal with some of the facts of the matter in the life of the church. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the plans to be gradually to reintegrate into the life of the church, our plans to not meet in public worship through the month of May, for churches to put in place protocols for safely integrating back into worship, guidelines for churches, for churches to consider the risks, and to lean into to, to, to the connection. We talk about stress a lot and faith and fear and creating a space for fear. But not everybody is going to be comfortable with the way things are because it is an uncomfortable time. But in the end, we are men and women in the church of faith. And the bishop has some great encouraging words for us today about facing our fears and moving forward in faith. But we are all one big human family. We're all in this together. Let's work together to keep the connection strong and to lean into the connection. I think you're going to be encouraged by our episode today with Bishop Julius Trimple. Let's get into our conversation right now. We have with us today Bishop Julius Trimble with our series of messages called Be Encouraged with Bishop Trimble. Bishop, good morning. Good morning, Brad. How are you? I am awesome today. We are talking today on... May the 4th of 2020, and we uh, are still in the midst of this coronavirus situation, and we are looking for different directions in life, but uh, I just want to hear one thing from you before we kind of get into some of the other stuff. A lot of people are finding different things to do with their time that is unusual out of the ordinary, uh, or ordinary uh, rhythms of life. What's one thing maybe you and your spouse have done a little differently out of the rhythms of life that uh, you've done during this quarantine time that that would be a little bit different than what you might normally have done. Well, one, one thing we've done different is uh, we've cooked together. And I, and I, this past week, uh, I was responsible for all of the dinner meals uh, for the weekend. We're kind of alternating on who's cooking. Normally my, my wife uh, uh, does most of the cooking. Uh, I, I cook breakfast maybe, but uh, I'm usually gone often for lunch and, and frequently, not, it's not uncommon for me not to be home in time for a regular dinner time. But we've been eating meals together at a regular time. And um, 
we've been uh, enjoying uh, joining together and preparing meals. So that's that's a bit different for for yeah. my norm, my normal rhythm of life. Well, that 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 is awesome. That is awesome. In our household, we had a Harry Potter film festival. Oh, well, that sounds fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, my son's a big Harry Potter fan, and we were not able to take him to. Uh, to Florida to go there. So we just did a Harry wow. Potter film festival. Wow. So at any rate, uh, let's talk a little bit about things happening in the life of the church, my friend. Uh, today is the first week in May. We've been in this quarantine situation for a number of weeks now. And a few days ago, the governor of Indiana came out with the back on track Indiana plan regarding getting the uh, our economic systems and our gatherings um, onto a kind of a complex five-stage process to get back on track, as they say. And so let's talk for a minute about the implications to our churches. Right now, we are not planning on being in worship through this Sunday, May the 10th, but just kid, can you give us what kind of update the bishops, or the, I mean, the governor's orders and your thinking and the strategies and process about helping churches as they begin to process what's next? Governor Holcomb of Indiana, uh, Maybe I, I can't speak to other states, but in our state, Governor Holcomb of Indiana has uh, been pretty forthright in terms of uh, the stay-at-home order, uh, social distancing, and the role in which citizens can play in, in maybe helping to keep the numbers down in terms of COVID-19 cases and certainly deaths. Uh, in his most recent order, May 1st, he, he basically uh, leaves it to the leadership of local congregations and denominations uh, as to being responsible for bringing people back together in worship. He did, he did provide a significant number of guidelines, uh, but he was clear to recognize that it's the responsibility of the churches to be responsible. Places of worship, these are the words of the governor, places of worship can help play an important role in protecting the progress that's already been made by all Hoosiers uh, who have hunkered down daily. Places of worship can consider implementing strategies for services held in person with the goal of continuing to slow and contain the spread of COVID-19. Uh, one of the first recommendations was uh, to, con to consider continuing online service offerings. And for persons who are 65 and over, who have underlying risk conditions to stay at home and, and watch services online. So he has a list of things that, that we probably would concur with, and we may uh, add some things to that as churches consider going back to church. Yes, there are a number of things to consider. Among those that was mentioned there is the fact of uh, folks 65 and older have a um, different categorization of vulnerability uh, compared to some other folks. There are other uh, particular situations of gatherings regarding the number of people, uh, 25 people and so on, that we need to uh, keep in mind. And there's uh, stages built into this regarding dates. Just can tell a little bit of what is kind of the thinking among yourself and your leadership regarding uh, next steps for our church, any things we can look forward to coming from your direction or also guidance towards when we do get back together, uh, how to do things. I've got to be announcing tomorrow that uh, it's my rec strong recommendation that we continue to uh, not gather uh, in uh, public worship uh, anytime before June 1st. And that when we do begin coming back together, the churches 
take time to put in place a protocol of, of safety uh, so that people can't come back uh, to worship. Uh, we're pretty, we're pretty much will, people will have access obviously to the governor's guidelines, but we're putting together uh, a series of specific recommendations for churches to strongly consider before they uh, begin in-person worship. So I'm, rec I'm recommending that we not uh, have public worship before uh, the 1st of June, first Sunday in June. Very good then. And then also along this process, uh, you said there'll be some guidelines about how to do, actually how to do, start thinking about transitioning back. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're going to have to talk about, I don't know, hand sanitizer stations or seating and arrangements, uh, different things regarding Sunday school classes. All kinds of things are going to have to be considered, aren't they? Uh, absolutely. And every situation is going to be different. It's not a one size fits all. Obviously, if you're a congregation of 30 members, and you have a sanctuary that seats uh, 200, uh, and you maybe only have two Sunday school classes, you, you might be able to navigate this in a different way. Mm -hmm. And if 25% if a, if a of your congregation chooses on their own that they don't really feel at this point, since we don't have a vaccination or there's no cure uh, while they're testing various treatments that might, that might provide some assistance in recovery, uh, we don't have a cure and there's not a vaccination. So people have to strongly consider whether the risk of coming together in gathered spaces, uh, even for a short period of time of worship, is, is, is worth it. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we miss, we, miss, uh, we miss being together. In fact, uh, this is uh, the socially distancing, uh, being, being contained in our homes is, is almost... Uh, Counter, counterintuitive to those sure, of us who absolutely, gather right. in, in the worship experience. It's tough and getting tougher as it goes along to, to, be, to be apart, yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, the uh, situation we're talking about here regarding all this also implicates or has implications for uh, clergy themselves. You know, for instance, you have some clergy who are uh, have their own sets of illnesses or they're over 65 and things like this and mm -hmm. leadership. Not every, not every clergy person is uh, tech savvy enough to do really do uh, effective online worship. Uh, there's just all kinds of implications. We're going to have to sort out as we sort out this new way of doing church. And it's, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we have some people who've all, who stepped up and offered to provide assistance in helping clergy uh, and congregations uh, regardless of their size or their budget, uh, to be able to do maybe more effective uh, online uh, worshiping and, and staying connected. Uh, this is a time, uh, Dr. Brad, that I believe we ought to be leaning into the connection, as hard as that may be. Uh, but we need to find a way for us to remain uh, supportive of one another, particularly during the long journey. And I believe it's going to be a longer journey of this coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying there, leaning into the connection, strengthening the connection, uh, even at a time when everything, our whole social systems are strained. And of course, with our church systems, they are strained as well. Mm -hmm. When you have strain come in, people react to strain and stress in different ways. Some people will react with fear and by withdrawing and by hunkering down and being 
you know, not being able to function. Other people lean into it, as you say, and try to turn adversity around, flip it around to use those resources better. But it does bring to mind that uh, this whole issue between about faith and fear and the things along that line. In fact, I was interested, I wanted to discuss this with you a minute. I was interviewed this week by a university student, philosophy, religion major, and her question to me had to do with the apocalypse and how it relates to the pandemic that we are in and related to John of Patmos and the revelation of, and the revelation uh, about comparisons between the apocalypse and the Bible and what we're experiencing now. And I just sense some kind of fear or consternation on her part mm-hmm. as a very young person mm-hmm. going through this and what's happening. So I'll just ask you, uh, Bishop, what do you think? Are, is, this the end of, is this the end of days? Is this the end of time? What, what are we experiencing now? And how can we just kind of respond to this fear that's, I think it's, I, th- I sense it's out there a little bit. There's a little bit that sense this fear that's out there. We'll just respond to that, that question. Well, that's, that, Brad, that's a, that's a big topic. And I think yes. it's worthy of consideration. The pastor I heard yesterday, uh, Sunday, Sunday at worship was a young, young, one of our younger pastors. And I thought she did an excellent job of really really creating space. As she said, we ought to create space for our fear and for recognizing that everybody's not comfortable uh, 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 with, with where we are. This, this, we, we need to be honest that some days we may feel overwhelmed. We may feel a bit insecure because we're not sure whether or not people we're going into the grocery stores could be, could be COVID-19 positive because you can be asymptomatic. So creating a space for our fear certainly does not discount the importance and power of our faith. Uh, now, this may come as a surprise to you. I'm not a big fan of rap music, but but the rapper Pitbull has a song out. And I just I heard a bit of it on the online. It's entitled "I Believe We Will Win," and it's about the the coronavirus pandemic. and And he he spells out fear. He says fear can be forget everything and run or face everything and rise. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think I have, I think we have some biblical theology that will probably stand behind face everything and rise. But, but I believe we ought to create space bread for recognizing when we are afraid, you know, God, God doesn't give us a spirit of, of, of fear or timidity but we, God does give us space to allow that we are afraid. Uh, Isaiah, says, Isaiah says, the, the, the one who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Uh, so, so there's, I don't know how many dozens of scriptures in the Bible about do not be afraid, do not fear, but it wouldn't be in the Bible unless there was a recognition that fear was something that was real and actually existed. Sure. Well, also, what do we replace it with? Uh, you, you mentioned, you referenced uh, God did not give us a spirit of uh, fear or timidity from 2 Timothy 1, mm-hmm. uh, 1 8, I believe, 1 7. And anyhow, but also, it also goes on to say, but does give us a spirit of power, love, and discipline. Absolutely. So that's what God does give us. Mm-hmm. So that bold action of responding. Uh, you know, to the fear with bold action and then drawing upon God's power and the love of other people and the discipline of how we do things makes all the difference. And 
And that's what I tried to respond to this young woman a little bit about was about how we can replace fear with faith. And also John's revelation is not only about the apocalypse kind of being a, um, a time of fear and so on, but it's also a revealing, a revealing time, mm-hmm. uh, lifting up the veil to try to tell, strip how this time could strip away some of the uh, political and governmental and all the other environmental factors that are out there and see us for what we are here. So appreciate those good words there. Uh, I think, I think this time, this time is actually a stripping of away. Yes. Because we, we see some of the disparities in our society. We see some of the, how, how much we really do depend upon one another, how we're really one big human family. So what's striking here in the U.S., it's not just us who's suffering, but, but it's also happening in, in Kenya. It's happening mm-hmm. uh, in, in Germany. It, it, yeah, so so uh, this is an unveiling uh, of the fact that we are one human family. It strips that away, and yet we also, the other that kind of beyond that is the vision forward, a vision of hope and vision of what can be, you know, and the Bible and Proverbs talks about without, without vision, the people cast off restraint. And so we can have this opportunity. And if we choose to look at it that way, the opportunity to do some great things, do church in different ways, Mm -hmm. still reach out to people. I'm still encouraging folks to be strong. As Joshua says, be strong and courageous. Uh, Do not be afraid. But be honest. Uh, so be honest about uh, uh, if, if, you know, every day is not a good day. You, 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 as Pastor was saying, you know, they, they really have been anxious about this online stuff. Brad, mm-hmm. everybody uh, is, in, is, in, is an astute at, 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 at the various platforms of communication. And this has created a, a stress level uh, probably that some pastors had not felt before. Uh, but I, I tell folks, listen, you know, uh, I, I don't think God is looking for perfection. I think God is just looking for us to be under shepherds uh, mm-hmm. and to do our best to tend to the flock. Well, just, uh, yes, to, to get after it. To, you know, the, one, of the, one of the things that can alleviate fear is to take action. So mm-hmm. I believe in that. And I'm, as far as just right now, I'm really, I'll just share with a kind of a fear and a, and a moment of pride I have right now, just literally just before you and I, got on to talk here today. My, uh, I have a son who's a hospice worker, and he told me that his assignment today uh, is to go to a nursing home where a nurse died a couple of days ago of the COVID. Oh, wow. so, he, so I had that little moment of fear and a catch in my throat as he's leaving the house this morning, but I'm proud of him to do what he is because he's facing mm-hmm. that fear, and we all have to face it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. Well, what uh, what word do you uh, what our last few moments together here, Bishop? What word do you want to share with us? Uh, what well, we, what's God laying on your heart? We talked about faith. Um, we've talked about fear fear a lot lately and being anxious. But I want to just uh, talk about faith a little bit and just close sure. with, uh, with a word of prayer uh, that God would strengthen our faith, Brad. Um, uh, I like I like it. Uh, Paul Tillich uh, in one of his writings talks about faith is accepting we've already been accepted. So it's kind of like saying, you know, the reason I have a reason I have faith in God is because God has already said it's okay, I'm okay, you know, I'm loved, I'm I, I'm complete. Uh, I don't have to prove myself to God. I just have to lay myself before the Lord. So faith is accepting. I think that's a good word for someone to hear today. Faith is really just accepting. You've already been accepted for who you are. Faith is trust and confidence, of course. Uh, 
Mother Teresa says that we, if we would be faithful in small things, because it is in those small things that our strength lies. So sometimes we think, Brad, about being, uh, being faithful, or if I can just put up with this, the, you know, this, this major grief and death that's happening, but if I could just wake up to, tomorrow morning and say to someone in my home, my, my wife or my child, hey, I love you, good morning, have a wonderful day. When I go to the grocery store, and I will have to go at some point, if I can just speak a kind word to the cashier. Yes. So faith, faith is being faithful in small things because in those small things, I think uh, our faith is, our faith is, is uh, strengthened. Uh, the Rabbi Abraham Herschel says that faith is not clinging to a shrine, but an endless pilgrimage of the heart. So it's not, I, I think faith is a journey. Faith indeed is a, is a, is a journey. Our trust and confidence is, is, is a journey. So I pray for those listeners uh, who will hear this podcast that your faith would be strengthened uh, and that you would know without a doubt that you have already been accepted by God. Uh, you're loved by God. We are loved by God. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs says, and I often wonder what that meant. And really, I think the translation really is more awe. Um, so if we, have, if we have a sense that God is awesome and, and, and beyond our ability to explain, then we maybe, maybe have planted the beginning seeds of wisdom in our own heart and our own mm -hmm. heart. So I want to pray, uh, uh, Brad, for those, uh, for you and for others, uh, pastors uh, across the country, uh, across the globe, uh, and persons who haven't been able to worship in their local congregations, but certainly want to have their faith strengthened. Lord God, we just come before you this day. Uh, it's a beautiful day because you woke us up this morning. Some will have difficult tasks today because they will be a minister to those who have lost loved ones. They'll come face to face with death and that which goes along with it. But Lord, we ask that you would strengthen our faith day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, uh, that we might know that you love us and that our love is sufficient for us to love others. Let our cups overflow, Lord, with grace and mercy and provide in us the fortitude for this faithful journey, for this season that we are in. We give you glory for keeping us and allowing us to keep watch over each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Bishop Trimble, for those encouraging words and for that prayer of inspiration. We really needed to hear a word today, I believe, of making space for our fears, accepting it, understanding that this is a part of this situation we're in, and still move forward in faith. Our role here, our purpose here at the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller is to help to inform you and to connect you in order to have a better handle on how to do ministry moving forward, including in this new day and age, this post-pandemic time that we are in, or coming close to that. You can go to our website, unitedmethodistpodcast.com, for some back episodes of the podcast, including some more encouraging words from Bishop Julius Tremble. did want to leave you with one thought that I got out of our conversation today that I just needed to reiterate, and because I loved it. 
the bishop brought up the words from the rapper Pit Ball about the song that he had recently put out that I want to listen to now, but the lyrics got to me and I want to share them with you here. It's, the song is called I Believe We Will Win and it talks about fear. Fear as a, you can forget everything and run or fear, the acronym, you can face everything and rise. It's my belief that the encouragement from Bishop Trimble is encouraging us all to move forward and to rise together to face the challenges before us. That's evident also in the words of our founder of Methodism, John Wesley, whose words I leave you with now would have to do with fear. I quote, My fear is not that our great movement, known as the Methodist, will eventually cease to exist or one day die from the earth. My fear is that our people will become content to live without the fire, the power, the excitement, the supernatural element that makes us great. Thanks so much for listening to the United Methodist People podcast with Rev. Dr. Brad Miller. You can continue the conversation and commentary about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church to accomplish our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Visit the United Methodist People podcast on the web at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and connect at facebook.com slash unitedmethodistpodcast. And always do all the good you can.